All right, Steve, here we go. Last break of the day. Um, some parting words for us with your closing remarks, please. All right. Um, I guess um, without thinking about this much, I want to talk to you about life, how fragile it is. And I want to have something to say about, you know what? I'm really not going to get into the whole situation because like, I just be honest with you. There are times, there are actually times when I'm actually sick and tired of talking about it. I am exhausted with the fact that the color of my skin has to come into play in my everyday life, my just day to day. I don't know. I I really can't think of any days realistically where I do not have to consider the color of my skin, the shape of my nose and my lips. Wherever I go, the situation I'm in, I very rarely can think of a day that I'm not made aware of it or I have to factor it in. If you're not a person of color or a minority, you may not even be able to understand what I'm saying. But I'll just give you an example. When riding in the car and being stopped by the police, as me and my buddy Greg Calhoun was doing last year after golf outing coming from Montgomery to Alabama in his car, and we were speeding, and we were supposed to get pulled over. We were speeding. But what I had to do was immediately become aware that I am a black man. Skip your money and your fame. I don't have time to throw that out at you. I got to get and start preparing myself as the officer approaches the car. I must understand without him getting my ID, I'm a black man, just a black man. So I put my hands up on the dashboard and the officer came to the passenger side and said, why is your hands on the dashboard? I said, because I don't want nothing to happen to me. The officer said, while that's acting mighty suspicious, I said, no, it's not. I'm just being safe, officer, if you don't mind. She said, well, I'll need to see ID. I said, my ID happens to be in a pouch in the back seat. I would have to reach. She said, well, go ahead. And I was tense because I didn't, I didn't want to be mistaken. When I'm on an elevator and I get on, I am conscious of the fact that me and my guy are the only ones on the elevator. When I go to golf courses, and I oftentimes see that there are hardly any African-Americans out here, it's just me and one of maybe the foursome that I'm playing with. And, and, and I, 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 I'm just always aware of it. If you're not that, you don't have to be aware of it. But it's the awareness that becomes draining at times. It's the fact that you got to be the only one on your flow, the only one on the elevator, the only one in the cubicle, the only one in your department, the only one at the meeting, the only one in the cafeteria, the only one on the, on the trip, the only one 
the only one at the hotel at the front desk, the only one, the only one, the only one's kids that's in the recital, the only one's kids that's at the that's on the soccer team, the only one, the only one, the only one, the only one gets to be exhausting at times. This will not change until more people who are not of color can try to empathize or sympathize or generalize or something with us to say, you know what? I don't know how that feels, but I bet that ain't right. Because as I've often said many times, slavery didn't end just because black people got sick of being slaves. We were sick of it, the thought of it, when they put us on them boats. Nobody wanted to ride the boat over here and come be no slave. Nobody was under the belly of them slave ships going, man, this is nice. This is going to be a new opportunity. Nobody. So I want to wake up and just see what it feels like to just go about my day without having to calculate my race, without to have to calculate the color of my skin, to watch other people get paid a certain amount of money and then you don't get paid a certain amount of money with the same type of ratings. And then you got you got to incorporate something else again. Now, I've been very blessed with the life that I have. And I would not trade mine for anything. With all this sick and tired of being sick and tired, I also, what makes this all so tolerable for me is my love of who I am. My love of our power to overcome our power to maintain in the struggle, our power to still be something when we were brought here to simply be nothing. So for us to have accomplished what we've accomplished, I'm grateful and awful proud of that. So I guess my pride just keeps me going on. I hope that God will continue to let whatever light that I can let shine through my existence to inspire someone else to overcome when it looked like you ain't going to make it. Because that's exactly what I've done. By the grace of God, I have overcome against all the odds, even when they said I wasn't going to make it. And even though I'm tired of being tired, I wouldn't trade places and be nothing else no how, because in this struggle has taught me so many items of strength. I've learned so much about myself. My soul is strong. My spirit is strong. I thank God for that. So... Y'all have a great weekend, man.